you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We're here in New York City. It's a Wednesday at the end of March. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Jason McCourty, and then, of course, NFL defense tackle Michael Brockers with us for the next couple of days. Brock, how was your first hour of television? We always like to check in just to make sure you are willing I'm to good. stay in that seat. I'm good. I'm good. You guys are making me feel like family, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm you are now. All right, Brock Purdy became the unlikely hero in San Francisco last season by taking the Niners to the doorstep of Super Bowl 57, pending injury that brutally knocked him out of the NFC Championship game yesterday. 49ers GM John Lynch called Purdy the, quote, leader in the clubhouse to be their starter in 2023. Interesting because, once again, Trey Lance looms large. Here's head coach Kyle Shanahan on how he's feeling about his three current quarterbacks. Brock played eight games and won all of them and played at an extremely high level. And we're very excited to have that level of a player as our quarterback. Now, we believe Trey can be that. I think he would have done it last year if he stayed healthy. The good thing for him is with Brock being hurt and stuff, he has an opportunity to try to regain that and everything. And that's also why we brought in Sam, because we can't be set for sure on Brock, because you never know how the injury will go. We think it will go well, and we're optimistic about it. But right now, that's on hold. And so it opens up, opens up an opportunity for Trey and for Sam to come in and show us what they have. Just a wild set of circumstances for the quarterbacks in San Francisco. Once again, since there is mild level of uncertainty when it comes to exactly when Brock Purdy will be available again after undergoing surgery on that elbow injury that he sustained back in January. Kyle Shanahan, all in all, despite looking frustrated maybe with injury history, he seems pretty happy with who he has in the quarterback room. Mm. So uh, open quarterback competition on the horizon for the 49ers, perhaps. Uh, Kyle, you get to go first on this one. Mm. How does that make you feel as you think about what Brock Purdy accomplished last year? How does that make you feel? I feel for Shanny, man. I mean, he's been through <laughs> hell and back. He's got a crash test dummy as his quarterback. He's got that thing going where, like, the president ages really fast, you know? Like, Obama was getting the grades. see it right away. Like, Shanny's going a lot of salt in that pepper. <laughs> and I don't think it's coaching. I don't think it's family. I think it's... I think I might have two Super Bowl rings if I could keep a healthy quarterback out there. Like, my teams are great. And we played the strangest playoff game of all time because this kid who won eight out of eight games just got hurt. My answer to the question is he and Lynch and all those guys need to just pray for the healing and the fast recovery of Brock Purdy and all the doctors taking care of him because if he comes up and he's ready to throw, it's him. This this whole Trey Lance thing is this... We, we feel bad for the kid and we hope for him, but like you've proven nothing. You have no skins on the wall and it's a terrible set of circumstances. It's just part of the football. You get hurt. Brock Purdy showed up and looked like a Disney movie right in front of us and was so good and so natural and then came out in a playoff game and was throwing screen passes with an injured arm. So he showed the heart, he showed it all. It, it's just this, I don't, if he shows up and he's got a clean bill of health, I, don't, I think Lynch is right. That's the guy. 
If he's if he's hurt, then it's wildly complicated, and we'll talk about it for all of August. Hope for prayer, rest. What, what do we do, Brock? We elevate, we ice, drink a lot of fluids, all that stuff. That's what you hope for for Brock Purdy, because if he shows up, he is the guy. He was awesome. Pick it right up. Am I wrong? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I, I might be. I love I love anybody named Brock, so you know I'm rocking. Mm. Let's Brock. go. I didn't think so about that. You know, but you know, for some reason in my mind, I don't know in that system and just that that organization. I feel like it's Trey's job to lose for some reason. I feel like, you know, they like that option of him being able to run the ball and be able to throw it whenever he wants to and just, you know, Shanahan's go dial up a game plan for anybody. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter, I honestly feel, who's at that quarterback position because Shanahan does a great job at game mm. plan. That's yeah. true. You're definitely right about that. Kyle Shanahan has been so impressive no matter who gets hurt, comes into play. Uh, as I look at this quarterback competition, I agree with Kyle. Coming in, Brock Purdy, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be the guy. He's going to be the leader in the clubhouse. But Trey Lance was drafted extremely high. First-round picks were traded to bring Trey Lance to town. You know who cares? Every organization who drafts a guy high and gives him chance okay. after chance after chance. Brock Purdy will start out as a starting quarterback. My question will be, how long is his leash as the starting quarterback? Going into training camp, oh, wow, we got Trey Lance icy on the sideline right here. Going into training camp, he throws an interception. Or going into the preseason game, Brock Purdy has a rough outing. At what point do we start to put Trey, put Trey Lance in there and say, all right, now he goes out there, he makes a play. This is why we drafted him so high. This is why we moved up in the draft. I think when you go and you get a guy that high, there's a ton of belief and there's a ton of belief in the potential in which he can play that quarterback position at. So I do think they love what they got in Brock Purdy. Like Kyle Shanahan said, won eight out of eight games. And he's going to go in as the leader in the clubhouse. But I think as soon as something doesn't go right, Trey Lance will be inserted into that spot. And if he runs with it, I think he will be the guy to lead the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, it's so easy to tee up the guy that you know nothing about. And you, he's an unproven commodity that you just want to have blind faith in. Listen, I think there is an offseason pity party happening with Jordan Love and Trey Lance. I think they're hanging out in Cabo somewhere being like, how do we find ourselves in this situation in this quarterback room that they are in in Green Bay and San Francisco? I find the two of them in one of the most precarious situations despite where they got drafted, despite their history of being Mm first-round picks, and they're going to continue to get opportunities and they're going to continue to get paid so then they can accessorize accordingly. Mm -hmm. But this Trey Lance thing, again, becomes a conversation of how many opportunities do you give him because he hasn't really truly gotten one yet but if Brock Purdy continues to run away with this thing he is left with what am I doing here what are the 49ers doing with me but with their bad luck when it comes to the quarterbacks why wouldn't you just keep him within that room I do want to sneak in one of the experts though on the San Francisco 49ers because you know Will Selva's just chomping at the bit to get in mm. a part of this mm. conversation. Okay, let's go. Well, what do you make of this and your team, your uh, your your San Francisco 49ers having open competition tied to them? I do think that it is Brock Purdy's job to lose because he has shown it based on what we've seen. Actually, coincidentally, remember when Jimmy Garoppolo came over from the Patriots. Instantly, the team played well. They were in rhythm, and they had a real momentum. And that's what they have with Brock Purdy. To everyone's point with Trey Lance, there's just not enough of a sample size. He also has an injury history in a brief amount of time. I think at this point in time, it's mind-boggling to think that Sam Darnold right now at this moment is the number three quarterback there, not even the backup 
So he's actually number three, and now you've got Brock Purdy who, yeah, he showed he had some of those limitations that made him Mr. Irrelevant with his arm, et cetera, but he just had that it factor where they were winning games, they had confidence, everybody was eating, Ayuk, Debo, Kittle was once again rediscovered in the offense because he was actually lost for a little while. So I think Brock Purdy being the one to start, I think it makes the most sense. We'll see what Trey Lance can do because he is going to get a lot of reps in OTAs and even in training camp. But this, no question, is Brock Purdy's job to lose. And the wordplay with Brock Purdy is really just it allows so much more creative oh, yeah. freedom, oh, yeah. you know, for all the television professionals. Well, I think you're all over, Jamie. The yes. word, speaking of wordplay, I think it's the comparison to Love. Yeah. Jordan Love is apt. If you look it up, I just did while while Will was going. It's Jordan Love has thrown 83 passes mm-hmm. in his career. Trey Lance has only thrown 19 more. Like it's they yeah. they're both so interesting yeah. and so mysterious. And Lance hasn't even been sitting behind anybody. He just keeps getting hurt. But they've shown us so little. We don't know if either guy is good. We don't. Yeah. We have no clue. Now, their coaches might have a feeling. But until you put them out there, it's they're so raw and so unproven, both those guys. Yeah, and at the same time, the Green Bay Packers were willing to let Aaron Rodgers walk out the door to see what Jordan Love has. And I think something Will just said, he said Brock Purdy played and did really well. He said, although he showed some of his limitations, if you're the 49ers, if some of those limitations you feel like can be answered by Trey Lance, that's why I feel like the door will remain open. This guy was the number three pick in the draft. And, Jamie, what did you just say? He hasn't really gotten the opportunity because he was injured last year. Jason Purdy has not lost a game. He has not lost He's a game. He's 8 and will, and, oh. and he will start out as the starter. He will lose a game. You, you think I if guarantee- he shows up healthy, he's definitely the starter? Like, he, he, will, he, he, will, he, will start, he will start training. If he's healthy, he's training camp. Mm. He will be the starter. He'll go out there the yeah. first preseason. But my, my guess is at some point from rookie year on, you first go out there, nobody knows anything about you. Right, right, right. So you go out there and you ball. You give defenses, coaches, an entire offseason. They start to figure some things out. So I think at some point, Brock Purdy will not just remain undefeated and look like insanity of the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> and I think at that point, as the door will open, a window will open, be cracked for Trey Lance to bust through, and it'll be up to him what he does with it. Exactly. Do you agree, Brock? I agree. I agree. Yeah. I like I like that that take he took on it because you know when you think about it as a as a player. Um, you know, that competition is always a healthy competition. But when you said, like, you know, you, ne- you never know how, you know, short that leash is, you know, and he will lose a game. First this round picks NFL. are different. This is the NFL. He will lose a game. And when he loses that game, what happens? Does he throw four picks? Does he, yeah. you know, does he get rattled? You know, we got we to gotta take that into account. So, um, yeah, I like the healthy competition. And when it comes to it, you know, Trey might, you know, be able to, to do a little bit more with his mm. feet. You like Brock Lesnar? You, you like all the... Oh, all Brock's. All Brock. Oh, yeah, you know I like Brock. Brock Landers, I like. Plus, we're counting down the days to the NFL draft. Brian Leaf, our guy, our neighbor, always got strong, strong, unapologetic takes mm. on the top quarterbacks, and today will be no different. I see him. No, I don't. I'm just pretending I do. What's up, Leaf? <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Rule is finally here tomorrow on NFL Plus. The Anthony Richardson Pro Day takes the field. He aims to top his record-setting combine performance before the 2023 NFL Draft. See extended coverage of Florida's Pro Day tomorrow, 11.30 a.m. Eastern, only on NFL Plus. Sign up today, plus.nfl.com. But until then... You can see us right here at the table. Welcome in one of our favorite guests who's a part of our family now, Ryan Lee. Welcome into the table, Ryan. Ryan. Nice to be here. Nice to be here. Good to see everybody. I like that. I do. Yeah, family. I like that. It's always nice having you because we get to throw every quarterback question at you. And it is now draft time. We just talked about him. Anthony Richardson. He's been the talk of the draft. How high can he climb up the boards? Do you see him as a day one starter? And how high do you think he can go in the draft? Well, no, I don't see him as a day one starter. I don't think anybody should. And I, I think last week when we talked to, uh, when I talked to you guys about this, and I said you wouldn't be doing him any favors by drafting mm-hmm. him in the top ten, mm-hmm. let's say without a plan in place. If you don't have a plan in place and he gets out and is put on the field, the expectations that come with being a top ten quarterback, you're not doing him any favors. Okay, so there has to be that. And unfortunately, there's not enough personal accountability that goes with general managers a lot of time. They may get fired down the road. No one's pointing that out to Joe Douglas right now. They're pointing out what he did with the two offensive and defensive rookie of the years last year. But he still drafted Zach Wilson two years ago. Mm-hmm. All right, that that's a big reason why I think he's still on the roster and why he keeps talking about him in a way because he wants to prove himself right. <laughs> there has to be a personal accountability to it. So if you do this with Anthony Richardson and to make it work and not you know put him in a terrible position to not succeed, mm-hmm. you have to have a plan in place. And that simply hasn't been what's been done in the NFL mm-hmm. outside of Andy Reid mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes, which worked out wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Carson Palmer in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. a number one overall pick that got to sit. So those types of situations for me, I have a really hard time because I want him to be so successful. I don't want anybody ever of course. to not be successful as the quarterback drafted right. high. And there just has to be things that go into it. And I don't think that the teams actually get enough onus mm. of that and the mm-hmm. responsibility they have. when Because guess what? Anthony Richardson doesn't get to decide where he goes. Right. Yeah. right. No, exactly. no, it's absolutely right. Exactly. Neither does Will Levis. You love Will Levis. Kentucky quarterback is one of these guys we're talking Talking about, and you said he's a guy you're excited about. Uh, Bucky Brooks does this all day long for us <laughs> in the network, and he projected that Will Levis will not be taken in the first round. There are critiques of him, and Bucky's not the only one. Do you understand him, and how do you respond to him? Because this is a guy you like. Yeah, I definitely understand him. I think he could be an incredible quarterback. I think he is the Josh Allen coming out of college in terms of the the ceiling, but he needs to go to the right place, and he also needs to develop. He's not a day one starter in the NFL. So if he could fall to the second round, I would love it for him because those expectations won't come with it. Sure. I have a really hard time, depending on what Indianapolis does at four, if they go and this, the, both of these quarterbacks would be a reach. They, they just would because uh, I know they would trot Gardner Minshew out on the field, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you a fan base out there and yeah. Jim Mercer, yes. who's a, a bit of an impulsive man, uh, understandably so. If they're, you know, one and four, one and five, Gardner's playing okay, you're telling me the fan base is going to be like, yeah. get the guy out there. Mm-hmm. And you're just setting them up for failure. So I would love if Will Levis <laughs> fell in the second round and those expectations lowered. Mm-hmm. You are not hearing people talk about Malik Willis this year. I know. Let's say if Anthony Richardson were to have the same type of struggles in year one, it, it, would, it would be throttled. Yeah. The confidence level would be so, and we're not hearing about it. And so that's, 
That's what comes with being a top 10 pick. It just does. Uh, and you don't have a lot of say in it other than the fact that you're super competitive. Right. And you want that to be the case. Like, I wanted it and I needed it. And at the same time, would you rather go higher? Because you just said no one's talking about Malik Willis. But a lot of people are talking about the possibility of Ryan Tannehill not being the guy Malik Willis drafted later on. Would you rather get drafted high where everybody's talking about you and that opportunity comes? Or like a Malik Willis where nobody's talking about me, but they also don't see me as a replacement to be the guy right now? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think after performance last year, that, that's where that crept in. But I also don't think it, it's a, a referendum on him. I don't mm-hmm. believe that at all. I think Tennessee flat out told everybody we did not want to play him. Mm-hmm. We were forced to do it because of injuries. Sure. We wanted to see him develop. We knew he was a couple years away. That's why we drafted him where we drafted mm-hmm. him. Good point. And so I was happy last year to see a lot of the conversation and a lot of the talk and the hype going into the draft didn't perpetuate that when the draft happened. He actually fell and was given the opportunity because I think he can develop into one of the one, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL as a starter. And that's where they hope they can move on to after Ryan Tannehill. And, and the expectations are certainly not there that if they were, if he would it, in Kenny Pickett's spot. Mm-hmm. True. Here's a would you rather, Ryan. you got to start one of these guys week one of their rookie season. Is it Anthony Richardson or Will Levis? <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Got yeah, to I have to, huh? Fans uh, are calling for it. Um, I'll start Anthony Richardson simply because of his athletic ability, and you mm-hmm. you turn him into uh, you know a machine out there and doing what you need to offensively. If that's how you got to generate wins and try to figure out a way to uh, chew up clock yeah. time mm-hmm. difference, then he would be the guy from. But from you're in one. anguish about it. You don't want to do it for either. I don't one. want. I don't want to see either one of them Understood. play this year. Yeah. And, and and simply because. And I get into this with a lot of guys, former players all the time around personal responsibility. Two and knows he got knocked out against Buffalo at the end of the game. He knows he did, but he doesn't want anybody to know that. Sure. So he doesn't take that responsibility, and no one else does. Instead, he goes out and gets knocked out again in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had a lot of arguments with Kurt Warner in particular a ton about how it, it's it's on us to self-report. And if we don't do it, people shouldn't be looking out for us. Mm-hmm. Well, I do think that you have to have these players' best interests at heart when you're drafting them that high. When you're investing in them that much, I understand the money is unbelievable, and that's a, a huge trade-off. But you also have to have that relationship because that's what it is. You have to have the personal responsibility of taking care of somebody. And if you know that this is a project and we need to develop, mm-hmm. then do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And it just doesn't happen a lot of times because this is about fear of missing out, mm-hmm. about the money, and about winning a championship. And I understand all of that. I do. It's just from somebody who's gone through it from a different perspective, and it's the only way I kind of look at things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, especially around the draft, I have a lot of empathy for these guys if they don't have their back down the stretch right let's go with that let's go money fear of missing out and winning a championship and let's talk about it as that pertains to Lamar Jackson and the situation that he finds himself in he's been tweeting a lot he says he told the Ravens he wanted to be traded days before they put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him what do you make of this I mean it's it's utter chaos both cumulatively look it looks embarrassing it just does I put a lot more of the onus on the the Ravens simply because you could have sewn this up two years ago given him a very similar contract to Josh Allen Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't be in any conversation right now but you didn't and maybe Lamar wanted more money at the time too and there were they knocked heads I will say this the energy that we're feeling around the league from other platforms and people talking about him not um, representing himself. No one's talking about Raekwon Smith on that. Look, Laramie Tunsil, mm-hmm. who went out and did their own. DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, this thing's very similar to what it was like when he came out of college, mm-hmm. when they were pretty much saying, you're not a quarterback, you're a wide receiver, mm-hmm. which is saying, we don't think you're smart enough. Mm-hmm. 
We don't think you're smart enough to negotiate your own contract. Well, guess what? He is. He's one of the best in the league. And every team out there, you hear Arthur Blank yesterday talk about trying to make the comparison between him and Deshaun Watson. It was utter nonsense. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. And I don't get it. I just hope he ends up in a place that wants him mm -hmm. and pays him the money. I'm always going to be an advocate for the player. No yeah, matter, no matter sure, what, sure. I'm going to say, hey, when you want me to put the GM hat on, I'll wear it and tell you why, no, you shouldn't do this. Mm -hmm. But from a player standpoint, this is where we're going. This is where we're going, and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are lining up, and Jalen Hurts, and they don't want Lamar Jackson to be the next domino that falls no because they know it. there will be no problem signing no those three after it. that. Right, right. And ownership does not want to pay guaranteed contracts. The only one who said that full out was honest, Jim Irsay. Yeah. He just said, no, I don't like, you know, Arthur Blank instead tries to make some comparison about Lamar Jackson not playing the last couple of years and his career arc won't be the same because of how the style he plays. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't appreciate it, mm -hmm. um, and I want what's best for him. Well said, Ryan. As always, coming in, quarterback play and, and mm -hmm. takes. You know what it's like to be in that position, and we appreciate it. From Ryan Leaf to Will Selva on the West Coast. Will, how you doing? What you up to, man? Hey, what's up, everybody? Great to have everybody there in studio. Of course, the annual league meeting in Arizona wrapping up on Tuesday, and the owners did discuss the possibility of teams getting flexed into a second Thursday night game in the same season. Now, players have voiced their concern that it brings about the possibility of being injured, but Commissioner Roger Goodell says that safety for the players is the number one priority, and the numbers don't reflect an increase in injuries. I think we have data that's very clear, doesn't show higher injury rate, but we recognize shorter weeks. Uh, we, we went through this in COVID too. I hear from a lot of players directly too. They love the 10 days afterwards. In fact, they call it a mini buy. And so there's some benefits on that side. So you have different views. You want to consider all of them, but players have different views. Coaches have different views and we have to try to balance all of that. In Philadelphia, Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts is entering the final year of his rookie contract, but don't expect him to be leaving the city brotherly love. General Manager Howie Roseman says they want to extend Hurts, quote, relatively soon. Team owner Jeffrey Lurie spoke to reporters Tuesday and echoed Roseman's sentiment on Hurts. I think the future is so great for him. He's 24 years old. Honestly, I don't know if I've ever met somebody that mature at age 24. I, I've always said to you guys, quarterback, GM, coach, facility, stadium, uh, scouting, those kind of things, th those are the keys. And uh, once you can find it, that's when you're really excited. And so we'll be working with Jalen, I'm sure, for a long time. The league considered several new rules for the 2023 upcoming season. For more on that, we send it over to Judy Batista, Steve Weish, and Ian Rappaport. Thanks, Will. At the annual league meetings, always a couple rules changes and modifications to keep an eye on for the 2023 season. Two important ones here, two important rules developments. First of all, the roughing the passer penalty modification, which the Rams requested to have roughing the passer reviewable, that did not pass once again. Really just never seemed to get the momentum really toward anything. So that is the status quo there. And then probably the most significant rules change, <laughs> players are now allowed to wear the number Zero, just as one of my favorite Mets, Ray Ardonias, once did. Oh. Just to give him a little more leeway as far as what numbers players can wear. Calvin Ridley, the new Jaguars receiver, came out right away and said he is going to be the first player to wear number zero. No doubt several other players are going to follow. 
going to look pretty cool. Micah Parsons already saying he's going to try to get yeah. a zero now for the Cowboys linebacker. One of the big decisions that was made is that teams are now going to be allowed to play up to two games per season on a short week on Thursday. I am sure we're going to hear from the players and the players' union about that. They're probably not going to be too happy. And tabled here, but likely to come up again uh, in May, is whether games are going to be flexed into Thursday night and what kind of notice will be given. There was some pushback. Let me just read you what John Mara, the usually very measured owner of the New York Giants, had to say. He said he is adamantly opposed to it. He called the proposal abusive. He made a plea to think about the fans who actually attend the games, and he said, I mean, what are we thinking about? So there you go. So there you go. And also with the Washington Commanders, there were some updates on the potential development of the sale. Again, uh, the, the potential buyers have been identified, but no real movement right here. And also, Roger Goodell said that regardless if and when the team is sold, when investigator Mary Jo White finds her findings about the workplace harassment investigations there with the commanders, those will be made public because they want to be transparent to the regular football public and to Congress. And, Will, as we get ready to send it back to you, it does seem, as far as a timeline goes for the commander's sale, it does seem having this wrapped up by the May meeting in Minneapolis is at least a possibility. All right, Ian, Steve, Judy, thank you very much for that. A lot to digest. Kyle will be getting into it a little bit later. But right now, it is time for What's Your Beef? Presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. What's your beef? All right, everybody. We begin this segment with a quote from Gandhi, Mm. who once said, When you make yourself into zero, your power becomes invincible. Gandhi did not eat beef jerky, or anything for that matter, Mm. for a while there. (laughs) But he was right about zero. Exciting news yesterday. You can wear zero in the NFL this season. I'm talking about the number zero Everyone was a flutter. Everyone couldn't believe it. Mm. And so I wanted to ask the question, why are we so fascinated by it? And where did it come from? It has a deep history we're going to get into right now, guys. The number zero in the NFL is worn is back way back in the 1920s. It goes mm. back 100 years. We cannot confirm the first player to ever wear it. It's shrouded in mystery. But I want to show you the first well-known player to wear zero in the 1920s was a man named Wilbur Henry. He weighed 250 pounds. He was the largest player in the league at 250, so his nickname was Fats. I want to remind everybody that uh, Anthony Richardson is about 245, and he is almost as big as Fats Henry was back in the 20s. But he wore a number, a number zero, went on to wear that. Over a dozen people wore in the jersey number zero during a regular season game over years and years. So the way it goes is through the 1930s, 1940s, 1950s, this was standard. Guys would wear single zero, and then we got into the double zeros. Eventually, the NFL got into a numbering system where it was position-specific, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, 1967, New Orleans Saint, Obert Logan, 
was the last player to wear single zero. That is the expansion Saints. Their expansive year, expansion year, Obert Logan played defensive back 1967, and he's the last player to ever wear the single zero. When someone does it, and I, I saw that Calvin Ridley already claimed it for this fall, he will bridge the gap from this footage in 1967 to 2023 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the last guy. And Obert Logan's nickname was the Little O, and that's why he <laughs> wore O. We're going to see a lot of players playing around with that. By the late 60s, early 70s, um, Double O was also being used. And then this same, April 5th, 1973. So almost exactly 50 years ago, we came out with a numbering system as the one that most of us grew up with. Low numbers, the specialists and quarterbacks, linemen in the 60s and 70s, and that stood for years and years and years and years and years and years. But when they came out with this, they said, no more single zero and no more double zero. There's no official explanation why other than just, we're tightening things up. What's fun now is that guys can be grandfathered in. If you wore double zero at this point before this, you could rock it out on the field. So then we got legends. Only two players wore it in 1974 Jim Otto retired from the NFL. Jim Otto was double O, and his name was Otto, so he became double O Jim Otto, and it was just perfect. You're seeing a lot of wordplay with the number and the names, and I'm sure this falls somewhere Odell will wear O, and we'll all lose our minds, but it'll be perfect. So Jim Otto is a legend. He played in the Heidi game, the Holy Roller. There he is snapping the ball. He did it. So who's the last player to ever wear a zero and catch a touchdown pass to make a big play on offense. Guys, that's Ken Burrow of the Houston Oilers. You're going to see a wide receiver. Get ready, because you're going to see it this year. There's Kenny Stabler throwing left-handed to a wide receiver wearing double zero in an Oilers uniform, and the the optics are just insane. Just insane. Pretty cool, right? That was uh, 1981. was the last player to wear double zero in a game. So it all changed just a couple years ago. So this stood zero and double zero unless your grandfather was gone for, for 40, 50 years. Then as we remember a couple years ago, NFL owners approved the rule change provided or presented by the Kansas City Chiefs and said, let's mess this thing up. Let's get nuts. These college kids like the single digit numbers, the old Reggie Bush thing where he wasn't allowed. So then we became the reality we've been living for the last few seasons where a defensive end could wear seven, a wide receiver could wear one, on and on and on. Um, the proposal did not include the single zero jersey. Mm-hmm. They did not want it. So that brings us to now this year. March 13, 2023, you saw Tom Pelissor break the news a few weeks back. The Eagles are champions of single zero and said, you know, we have a lot of retired numbers around the league. It's getting hard. The 53-man plus the practice, we're just kind of running out of numbers. Let's do the single zero. They did not propose double zero, only single. It gets voted in. It's happening, which means this season you will see potentially your favorite player or your favorite rookie go single zero out on the field. Um, just in looking around other sports, it's very popular in the NBA, and it has been since uh, Orlando Woolridge, and we obviously know Russell Westbrook out there. You have Dame Lillard, of course, uh, Jason Tatum, Jordan Clarkson. They have single and double zero in the NBA. MLB players can also wear zero. It's not very popular. The NHL has not allowed it. These are old school pictures. Mm. NHL has not allowed it since the mid-90s for a strange, mysterious reason that it confuses their digital database. I don't know if that's like one of these Y2K things where Mm. the the zero zero messes (laughs) up their filing. Um, Also, in bringing to the point here, and I'll bring it home, NCAA started allowing single zero in the 2020 season. So you've got notable players in the league right now who wore it in college. You got Rashad Bateman on the Ravens, Devin Lloyd on the Jags, and Jalen Watson on the Chiefs. 
all wore it in college, and last of all, bringing it to the headlines, bringing it to the month of April, big-time draft prospects who wore it just last season. Christian Gonzalez, the Oregon corner, is going to be a huge high draft pick, very likely to wear it next year. And then Darnell Washington, the Georgia tight end, was out there wearing zero. Mm -hmm. So now that it's open season on zero and the optics change, mm -hmm. do players start flocking to it? Do players start changing? Let's bring up one Dallas Cowboys superstar who didn't even hesitate yesterday and said, I'm switching! Asian zero coming soon! So Mike is going to buy out the 11s, switch to zero, and I've seen some people say it's ugly, it's dumb, I don't like it. I like all the potential of zero people believed in me. Maybe yeah. zero people can beat me. Mm. Zero people can block me. Yeah. It is back. It is here to stay. Gandhi was right. Making yourself zero makes yourself powerful. That's the take. Brockers, do you like zero? Um, I think I like zero. I think I like it on the more skilled players. On the skilled players, it's cool. On the big guys, not at all. You wouldn't have wore any... You wouldn't have wore zero on yeah. the D-line. No, 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 no. And for no, the I, record, I... the new policy, O-line and D-line not allowed to wear zero. You ah, cannot. That's great. Quentin Nelson going to change his number to zero next year. You, you feel like the fast guys. I feel like the fast guys should have it. It's mm -hmm. You know, people are going to get mad because Micah plays on the, uh, on the line so much, and they're going to be like, how does he get it? Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to have some, you have some people with some flag, but I think the skilled players wearing it, I think it's cool. I don't like any single-digit number on, on big guys. I hear that. Old school. Yeah. I love it. I, I'm just here for when double zero comes back. Yeah, the yeah. single zero is fine. <laughs> it's all great. Guys will switch to it. But whenever double zero comes back, that's a, a number for alignment, offensive and defensive. Let them rock the double zero. Although now that I know the history to the double zero, like Mr. Otto himself, like that to me now is the only name that plays with double zero because of the application of the OTTO <laughs> and down. So you can only you have to apply and yeah. have I also like reason. zero in on me or at least try to but you can't so I am zero like I like it I like the next place we go get a double zero and then we're gonna have to go to like a hundred we're gonna let's go negative one. negative two this was the antithesis of a what's your beef you are welcoming you are welcoming the zero yeah so yes. anyone who thank has beef with zero that was your segment thank you to the Eagles uh, my guy rap she's been from league meetings hitting us and Brock, how's the first day? You man, know, you're looking a little short, too. I know, man. It's, yeah. been, it's been good. It's been good. Oh! <laughs> what is, don't ruin the mystery. Come on, man. Jay, what are you doing, Jay? What's happening here? So I was talking to Rap Sheet, and I was like, how, how are you looking so much bigger on television? Yeah. Rap Sheet next to Steve Weishin. I was like, Rap got taller. Mm -hmm. Ian, Ian texted me and said, the secret is just get a box now. Ian has some better friends that they don't actually show the box. Mm -hmm. I don't. Jamie and Kyle over there like make sure you zoom out so you can see the box but I, I just grew a little bit I don't want to be Matt Judon was here I was looking tiny right. I've retired I've lost weight right. I, I needed this for my confidence so I appreciate you you're coming back tomorrow yeah coming back tomorrow coming back tomorrow box and all you want one too I'm good I'm, I'm good here you're confident I'm without yeah. it I am well, confident I need without it <laughs> see you guys you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.